O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths will declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The scripture for today is John 2, verses 1 through 11. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word as we listen to We Will Feast in the House of Zion by Josh Moore and Sandra McCracken. A favorite of many at Aliso Creek Church, this song's verses list various difficult circumstances and challenges in a more melancholy tone. The chorus emerges in contrast with triumph and joy, a glimpse of the promised feast we will experience together in Zion with all our needs provided for and all our tears put to rest.
John 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there are six stone jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The theme of wedding is a pretty big one in the Bible. There's one at the beginning of Scripture, at creation, between Adam and Eve, and there's one at the very end of Scripture, at the new creation, the wedding banquet celebrating Jesus and his bride, the church. And here in John 2, we come to a wedding as well, a wedding in Cana. And ironically, the creator of marriage himself is a guest at this wedding, and he performs a miracle of turning water into wine. And I think usually we often think of this as a pretty cool miracle showing Jesus's power. I mean, the power to turn water into a delicious Cabernet would be pretty rad. But let me suggest that there are a few other things going on here in this story that are really significant as well. First, and this may easily get past us as 21st century Westerners, is that back in this context, it actually would have been quite shameful for the host family to run out of food or drink. This is a bigger deal than just the guests leaving thirsty. This would have brought shame on the family. So at one level, Jesus is loving and blessing this family by reversing what would have been shameful for them into something honorable by giving the best wine. Second, when we look into the Old Testament, we actually find several prophetic texts that speak about wine as a symbol of the restoration of Israel. One of these texts is Amos 9, 13 to 14, which says that when God comes to restore his people, quote, the mountains shall drip sweet wine and the hills shall flow with it. So as we watch Jesus at this wedding, we can hear these passages almost echoing in the background. Jesus is bringing about his restorative kingdom. And lastly, John makes sure to detail exactly how Jesus did this miracle. He had servants fill up some water jars, but not just any water jars. He had them fill up the water jars used for Jewish rites of purification. And it's these that he transforms into the new wine of his kingdom. The old system of purification and cleansing is being fulfilled, and Jesus is bringing about a new way of purification, not through outward washing, but inward washing through his blood, which the Gospel of John is going to tell us later on. This miracle shows us that 
Jesus has power over creation, definitely, but it also shows us that he is a God who reverses shame to honor and offers us the deep purification and cleansing that we need more than anything. Today, may we bring to him our shame and our sin so that we might receive his honor and purity. Close now with this prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.